0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. Thanks, Michael. So, by, um, uh, you're welcome. By God's grace, we want to, um, continue. We've been looking at Second Kings, actually, chapter 4. So, but we'll go into 2 Kings, chapter 5. And just study the story we had before. So we read Second Kings 5, from verse 1, I'll just read the verses there, and then we shall not with us. So from verse 1, now Nehman, commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great and honourable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone out in raids and brought back Captive, a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Nehman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, he, my master, were with the prophet who is in Samaria. For he would heal him of his leprosy. And Laman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus said he, who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, Go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel he departed and took with him ten talents of silver six thousand shekels of gold ten pieces of clothing then he brought the letter to the king of Israel who said, now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman my servants to you so that you may heal him of his leprosy and it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he thought. His clothes and said, "Am I God to kill and to make alive? That this man sent a, a man people of his leprosy. Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me." But it, so it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Nehemiah went with his horses and chariots and stood at the entrance of Elijah's house. And Elijah sent him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Nehman became furious, and went away, and said, Indeed, I said to myself, You you surely come down, come out to me, and stand and call on the name of the Lord is God, and wave his hands over the place and heal the lepers. And not Abana, and Faria, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel. Would I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And the servants came to him and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something with it, would you not have done it? How much more then when it says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and did several times with each other, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of the literature and he was killed. I was up there. It's very interesting story. I know we it before, but it's good to just study again for more insight, for more instructions from for our own lives. So the Bible says in verse one now Niman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, he was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord has given the faith to Syria. When that to Russia, man, he was a commander of the army of the king of Syria. Was, was quite interesting because Bible talked about um pedigree. If you look, the commander of the army of the king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master a wonderful introduction and honestly is it not an introduction which all cherish for before our lord and god that god can say ah is one of my soldiers honorable and you are not just unable in the eyes of people you are unable in the eyes of the lord neman was unable in the eyes of his master actually our own Not before human beings. before God. you are welcome. We are looking at 2 Kings chapter 5.
1: Thank you.
0: We are looking at the story of Naaman. So, the Bible said here that Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man. You know, as I look at it again, what makes us, or what what can make you honorable in the sight of God? That's
2: challenge.
0: The, the Bible said he was a great and honorable man and king of his master. That's the in the eyes of human beings. The first question that comes to us is what can make me to so honorable in the eyes of God? And as you meditate on it you remember that the Disciples were arguing among themselves who will be the greatest. Do you remember that? That's that interesting
2: dispute.
0: Jesus had died, Jesus had not yet resurrected. They were already talking who is going to be greatest among us. You know, that means i've been totally misunderstood why Jesus had come. They were talking about greatness and spiritually true greatness is not first of all by status greatness in the eyes of god compound by what you have done for god and if you remember that story jesus took his time to explain to the disciples that he that will be greatest among you must be is a servant of all. Humility and greatness, they don't, they don't look like each other in any way. But actually, to be great in the eyes of God means you should be a servant. That's, that's the parallel I'm drawing for this two Umehman was a commander in the army. He was a great and honorable man in the eyes of the master, and we were saying that God too can help me and you to have honor in God's eyes. But the question is, how do we achieve that? It's actually through service, it's actually through sacrificial giving of one's heart and one's resources in the of God. In the world, greatness is about status. It's about who is on top there. It's about who is the master. But in this spiritual, it's totally opposite. Greatness is about serving and being the servant. So we see Neymar. The Bible said you will even in the eyes of the Lord. Now look at it. Look at this why it was saying. Because by him, the Lord had given victory see that You know that's another principle that we should invite. Look at name there. The Bible did not say he was great because he was a massive warrior who killed everybody. The Bible did not say he was great because he had. Batu was a battle strategist. Look at it. The Bible said he was great and honorable. I must have because by him, the Lord. So the Lord had given victory to Syria. Another important point you should take note of. If God does not walk through your life, can't achieve honor before God. You see, here it was not name that brought the victory. See here, it was not name that there was not, I mean, yes, he was a warrior, but it was God that gave him the victory. Look at how the script already said it. Because by him the Lord had given to Syria. So Nehman got the victory, not by himself, but by the Lord. Nehman got the victory, not because he was a wonderful battle strategist, not because he went to the National War College of United Kingdom of Syria. The Bible said he was honorable in the eyes of his master because the lord had given him for Syria. and beloved brethren this also tells this principle that shows me that actually you are not great in yourself the bible says be strong in the lord and in the power of his mind. Whatever wonderful achievement you do, it is actually the Lord. You know, you can put your name there. You can say, and Kevin was a commander in the spiritual army of the Lord. He was a great and honorable man in the sight of the Lord Jesus. Because by him, the Lord, gave victory over the enemy. In the church. So, the true greatness is actually God walking through your life. You cannot be great on your own. You can't. You cannot achieve anything. You know, Jesus, he said, without me, you can do nothing. Without God walking through your life, you can do nothing. It is, it is, arrogance and pride to so acclaim, or claim a victory that was given to you. It wasn't a man that got the victory by himself, it was the Lord. So what does that show us? It shows us that actually we are dependent on the Lord. No, we are reading earlier on this week as a family, and God was challenging us afresh. Why we need to always depend on Him? Was it not Psalm 85, or is it We were reading in verse 1. Very interesting. Look at it. Sorry. Sal eighty um
2: eighty
0: seventy eight eighty eight, six. No. Sorry. Yes, sorry, you are right. Psalm eighty six. Look at Salmon six or small. 6 verse 1. The Bible says, This is a prayer of David. It says, Bow down your ear, O Lord, hear me, for I am poor and needy. And I remember it was as if the Holy Spirit was challenging our hearts and saying very clearly that we need to ever remain poor, spiritually poor, spiritually needy so that God can keep hearing our prayers so that we will ever remain dependent on God Do you know even for Jesus Jesus is the son of God but also the son of man he was always depending on God he said, it's what I see my father do that I do. He said, it's my father that is speaking to me. It's what I hear my father say that I say. Blessed are, are those who are poor in spirit. But this is the kingdom of heaven. May we always remain poor in spirit so that we can keep enjoying God's place. Hello. Let us never get to a point where we see their spiritual image. Let us ever say, Yes, I'm um, a variety. You have no arracket until, until you get well.
1: So we saw in the last years. So, um, you know, you were about Jesus. Uh, do you believe that when Jesus put aside His Majesty, He put away His omniscience as well, well ability to know the beginning and the end, and that He, He was in the same situation where we are, where we don't, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, unless the Lord tells us. Exactly. God tells us. Yes, He
0: did that so that He can. You see, when He was saying, "It's what I hear when Father say." That I see you know he was talking as a son sort of man and he was doing it so that me and you can actually relate with him you know a lot of people believe this thing that oh jesus was just don't you can't look up to him because he has jesus that was why he came as a human being because if, if he didn't come as a human being we will not He has no, actually, to be honest, he will have no moral rights for him to be saying and telling us that we should walk on his steps. He can't. It's very simple. We we can only only look up to him. We can just say, see what? you know he has (laughs) now. You know, he was hungry. He was hungry. Like a human being, he was tired. Spirits don't get tired because they don't run on on chips. <laughs> they don't get tired because that is not, not whether you give them pudding, ice cream or banana. That has nothing to do with them. But Jesus works. That's why we can't get to So when the psalmist was praying this prayer, he said, Yeah, bow down your ear, oh Lord, and hear me. For, or because I am poor and needy. You see, it's not a position of being disadvantaged. It's a position of strength, actually. That you are always dependent on God. So when the disciples were arguing among themselves, who will be greatest, who will be the greatest? You know, you are looking at greatness from a totally wrong point of view. When you actually check, who was Jesus Even great, He will be as the son of man. Was he not that he was a Sabbath? Was he not that he humbled himself? You know, they came to arrest him. And his disciples were going to fight. On his behalf. He told them, he told them, he said, see, my father can send the elders between now. I don't need your small." Knife you carry. With your small knife around, you think is the sword. Legions can come and stand on my behalf now. So, you know, as we go back to the matter of um, what's the name of the greatness, and I thank God the way the Bible puts it. The Bible said, that he was honorable in his master's side, because the Lord. Give under handling victory, and that must be the attitude we as Christians have we are totally reliant on God for any spiritual victory we enter into. We don't brag and boast about anything, our strength, our reliance, our dependency is of Him. So going back to that first case, second things for you, five. About Neyman. Mighty, the Bible said, because by him the Lord had given victory to see. In verse 1. And the Bible said he was also a mighty man of valor. Now, see the caveat, but a leper. So they wrote about this great man, as it were, but there was a the problem. He was a leper. A great man, a great warrior, but a leper. Now, beloved brethren, that's brings out another aspect of our frailty that brings out another aspect of our ordinariness as human beings look at this, this warrior you know i've asked myself the question how is a maxima of valor a warrior also a leper of that strange from the physical point of view how is a mighty man or a warrior battle ready battle halving and all that stuff how is he now also a leper you know when the bible said he burns Nehman was a a leper leper. he introduces another dimension to this man's life now, of course, we are not reading this because of demand. This story, we are reading it for our own lives and our own work record. So this shows you a big talent now. That God can, you know, if they are writing in your file about your spiritual achievements. You know, look at it. Look at, everything that was said about here name name was about his warring taxes or his skill as a warrior. But now, when they said he was a leper, they were now talking about his own personal condition. So they introduced him as a great soldier because of the things he did. Do you understand? But now, the introduction is now talking about who he is. So there are two different things. A great warrior and a soldier, that's what he does. Now who actually is Mima? Mima was also a leper. So they are not talking about what he did now, they are talking about his own condition. Beloved brethren, you see this is the same introduction. What I mean by same introduction is, all of us will be introduced eh, based on what we do and who we are. you understand? Because for Newman, they talked about him being a great soldier and commander in the army. That's what he did. But who is this man? That's what is if you check when they're introducing someone like Job, the same thing. If you look at Job.
2: Let's
0: just look at Job chapter one, verse one. Look at Job's introduction. Very interesting. The Bible says there was a man in the land of whose or us it was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also, his possessions were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred female zombies and a very large so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Another great man. But this time, look at his own introduction. They talked about who he was and what he had and what he did. Beloved brethren, it looks to me that heaven is interested in. That is the first fundamental introduction God is interested in in any life. Who is this man? Who is this slave? Who is human? For Job, he was blameless, upright, who feared God and showed. was who he is. Who he was as well. Before we start talking about all the things he did and had, the first consideration in any Christian's life is who is this man? Who is this woman? There are two separate things, who you are and what you do. Before God, who you are, very strong parity for nehman was a leper let's let's look at it from the spiritual point of view it's possible that a great man of God who is serving God left left and center who have spiritual lepers you know as I was a the story of nehman what I was I kept asking myself a man was a warrior, but also he was also a leper. And the question was, as I reflected on that scripture in my own context, that you could be serving God and do so many great things for God, but you have spiritual lepers.
1: Yes. I sometimes well, when I was an a Christian a lot of the things we used to say is you can't live on your past glory, meaning that basically you know you, you can be on fire for the first two years of your Christianity and you don't think you can live on that for the rest of your life as it were. And if he's a leper, the chance of him being able to be a man of war and fight, he might be able to be a captain, but he can't fight you know, as, as a leper because he, you know, he may not have a hand, he may not have a leg, he may not have all sorts of bits to so, do. So exactly. Yeah. You see, that was you what know, what you just raised there was the same question I was asking myself. But you
0: see, as I I was meditating on it, it was obvious to me that what God wants him to be concerned about. It's not the physical leprosy the mm-hmm. man had. Remember, we are reading it for, for ourselves. ourselves. It's actually about who the man was. You know, as we read that story, we will find out the problem the man had. Then they suggested to him that we there is a prophet in Israel, a prophet of God, man of God in, in Samaria, and he went over there and he received the. Instruction Go to the river Jordan and wash. What was his reaction? (laughs) That for me, you know, as I was thinking about it, was the first sign of his internal spiritual lepers. It's not the physical now. Let's go back to that story, it's very interesting. You know, the man of God did not come down. The man of God did not come down. Elisha sent a messenger and told him, "Go to the Jordan and wash seven times." In verse ten, Elisha sent a man to him, saying, "Go and wash in the Jordan seven times." and your flesh shall be
2: restored to
0: you. I shall be killed." And I like the way 11 started. But, you know, when there's going to be a change in the situation of the story, that word is very critical. But, man became furious. And went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come down He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord is God and wave his hand over the place I feel the lepers. Nehman was angry because he had thought to himself. This is how God will do it. This is how the man of God will do it. You see I can't go for Nehman. Because he had a good, he had, you can say he had a good heart. Look at who suggested, you see what i saying. Look at who suggested to him, why he should go to Samaria. It was a servant girl, a small girl in his household. So that means this man listens. A small girl who was not directly involved with him. She was waiting on his wife. i are going to talk about that smoke later. But you see, that's very critical in this topic. But you see, I just thought we should highlight Neiman first. That his own problem actually was not the physical <laughs> the way I see was not the physical leprosy, was the leprosy of of assumption, the internal leprosy that if things does not go if he's not he doesn't think this is the great thing should be done cannot accept any of that way. He expected the man on board to call you know. He he he, he had in his mind drama. It didn't believe it was so simple as the phone. Because why, why should why should he just didn't even come down? He sent him hey, that A homie Major General Neymar of the senior army I have come all the way. I have come all the way from um, from Syria, and you did not have the honour to come and greet me. You just sent a messenger to say, "Let him times and asked, "A times pride can stand to be." Friends, an unnecessary presumption of how God works can stop you from getting the blessings of God. Nehman had a problem. Yes. Nehman had a problem here. He assumed that this is how God will work and if God doesn't work this way, that means there is a problem.
1: In fact, God has to work. Yes, it's not just uh, unbelievers that do that. We've yeah. had many, many a brother and sister that was not happy because we didn't pray exactly the way they wanted us. <laughs> you see, You're like, yes, you
0: are very right. We fall into that trap because, because you know. I had, I had a, a story, it was very interesting. There was a, a popular um, teacher, who is well known in Nigeria, very nice man. And he was trying to catch a flight. <laughs> it was a very interesting test. And there was this couple, they've been looking up to God for the fruit of the for years. So they just saw him trying to board the plane. <laughs> so they went to him. Oh, Pastor ah, we, we know you. We'll be listening to your messages. Um, please, <laughs> I don't know if you have a few minutes. Just, uh, you know, just pray with us. We are trusting God. And it was very interesting. The, the man was, you know, he was surprised. Ah, this com- the man. But he said, attended can So there and then, he just said, Lord Jesus, give them a baby. Jesus came. And, he went. <laughs> and he went and got his light." You know, they come were, were saying, I ah, think it was only a short prayer. He thought he would come, he would take them to their side, he would kneel down, he would pray for them, lay his hands on them. It was while he was standing, he didn't even close his eyes. He said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> he, give them a baby. And he left and God did it they came and were sharing the testimony because it was so they did not think that God answers social prayers <laughs> you know at times when you have not prayed for one hour you don't think you pray. at times when you have not squeezed your face so God ah. All those things, they are the, the physical things were added, and you think that by that God will answer. Look no. at Nehemiah here. He, he wanted the man of God to raise his hand. I just do this. <laughs> he wanted drama. And to him, drama is equal to answer prayer. God will answer in a big way. So that
2: simplicity.
0: Go to the river Jordan and watch several times. Was too simple for him, and that turned into anger. Even even for for mutual salvation, I met people who have told me, "Can you say I should believe in the Lord Jesus?" to salvation. Just believe in your heart. I say yes. You know, they want something bigger than that. They want you to say, just go lock yourself in a room and don't eat for 10 days. Then you'll be saved. That will be more appealing to them. And the Bible has told us, we should not allow ourselves to be beguiled. This seed from the simplicity that is in us. Jesus. It's us that usually complete our work because we expect the spectacular. We want the show. Because show is equals to God at work. That's not true. We are not expecting the spectacular. And look at what he said. He said, "I imagine he's sending me to Iba That gets Jesse looking place. There are better rivers all over the place. Now send me to Iba Who goes there for anything? You know those conceptions, or should I say those misconceptions, can stand in our way in walking with God. So we saw it here." But I thank God that, you know, layman in the midst of his pomposity and his arrogance, he had servants who could challenge him, uh, that is the, that is what excites my heart. He had servants who could look at him and say, Mr. Commander, I think this what you are doing is not correct, if the man told you to do a great thing, will you not do it? He has told you to do a simple thing and
2: you
0: are annoyed. What's the problem? Shouldn't he not be annoyed if he tells you to do a very big thing? But he has made it straightforward. All those great rivers you are mentioning, you have to travel back to Syria before your healing comes. Because Jordan is not far. He has told you, just go to Jordan. It's not far. But you want to go back to Syria and wash several times before you get your healing? Commander, I think this is not wise. Right. I know this challenges me as well. Let me not despise people. Let me always know that God can use people to, to speak to me. I should not in any way look down on you. So, name and year, actually, it was God showing him mercy that he had servants who could talk sense to him and he would listen. Look at it. When was in that verse uh, 11, He was furious. The Bible said he went away. He Went away from his uh, from the instruction and obedience that will bring him healing. He went away from obe- obedience that will bring him in into his blessing. He went away from actually the solution to his leprosy. That was the problem. No um, um nehman's internal leprosy was what was happening leprosy for the rest of his life. He went away. How do you go away? You, you came all the way from Syria to receive healing. And then you are now going away without him, All because of
2: arrogance.
1: Yes. But it certainly cares saying saying um, that it's also it does show his character as well, it shows his pride and we get that and he does that, but for, for, the, for the little girl and for these mm. servants, they, they wouldn't do that if his normal yes. modus operandi was to, to chop your tongue out to, to speak <laughs> exactly. to speak you. So I think it shows a good character, but it shows that even a good character can be flawed. Mm. Mm. You know. So if, if we start saying, you know, there's a scripture that I heard from very young in the Lord. is was about the one that, lest you fall. You yeah. know, oh, okay. that it's just so arrogant that you think you've got it all. Lest you fall. And he obviously doesn't have that because he is willing to listen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: the Honestly, that is what gives me hope. That actually, even when you have been caught in this trap, or you have certain mindsets, you already think this is how things should work out, still have that listen because that might be what God will use to bring you back on track because that's all happened here you know he was able to listen to that small girl in his household he didn't say come on all these young girls who are dead she doesn't even know life what does she know but he picked up on this he didn't he didn't he didn't despise what she said and look at the process from which
2: that
0: deliverance came the small girl did not go to Nehman she went to to his wife that shows you the type of woman Nehman is married to a woman who is interested in the healing and deliverance of her husband a woman who will also listen because this was a small girl who was armed like a slave she was a slave in the house so she was a slave in the house and all she said was if only my master were with the prophet who is in samaria for he would heal me of his leprosy." you know that touched me that shows me that this small girl did not ignore her own spirit child only an end gift even in that house because you know this girl could have kept quiet this girl could have just minded her own business and said well it's not my business if he has deputies on his own (laughs) this girl actually was concerned for Neymar and remember, she was a servant girl. She had every right to withhold that information from Neymar's wife. She had every right. She was captive in that place. She could have said, well, let them be minding now, uh, let them be dealing with their leprosy. I'm not even the person. They should just give me, let me go back home. But look at the heart of that girl. She suggested to the master and said, "The master should consider. If he goes to Samaria and meets Eliza, he will be healed." She was concerned. You know, she wasn't too shy that she could not bring the good news. It's not girl. She wasn't too shy that she could not suggest the solution to the. wasn't too shy. she brought it and we saw there that neiman's wife listened the girl couldn't maybe the girl couldn't talk to neiman directly and he will listen so she's wife what she did did she do she went to his wife she knew that the master will see his wife he might not listen to me and you know that gives me a bit of wisdom and even when we are trying to reach out to people, do we know we can deploy the same stuff At times there are some people that will not listen to you. But you know who they will listen to. So, what will you do? Well, first of all, target those people. I've seen it again and again, this principle. Jesus wants to reach out to people. Tells Andrew, he knows that Andrew will go and grab his brother for sure. You understand? So I see this happening again and again and again. There are some people you don't have access to, but those people you have access to, and you can tell them the good news, they are the ones who will go and reach out to others. It's so important. You know? And thank God, may man listen. If you look at verse 13, when he when he went away from his obedience, when he went away in anger, when he went away and embraced his internal rebellion, in servants, you see, thank God he had servants that cared for him. You know, those servants could have looked at and the Well. This man is he does hey, this commander is not his job. Let's give him a They went to him. The Bible said, If someone came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told him to do something, please, do you not have done it? Very very wise question. If the man told you, start walking on your head now, will you not walk? So again, you hear your I How much more? Then, when he says to you, "Wash and be clean. Wash and be clean. That's all." You are complaining about the river. Jordan is us. Why are you going back all the way? So this is what they are talking about. you are talking about Abana and Fire, the rivers of Damascus. Why are you talking about those ones? They are talking about whether it's is, it is better or not. It's water, not water. <laughs> Maybe this one is what the salmon are telling you Water, the composition is H2O. The river of Abana they are talking about. He said the same composition. H2O. Why don't you just do what he says? Why are you stressing yourself? You are very angry now, see your blood pressure has gone up. <laughs> Look at it. Niva comes So, he went down. And did seven times in each other. According to the saying of the man of God. He now decided, let me man obey God. And as he went, he received his name. Does that challenge me? That at times, even when I don't understand in depth God's instruction, I should stay obey. In obedience, as I fall in obedience in faith, things will become clearer. And I not see the full picture, it doesn't matter. As long as I believe the one who sees the full picture, let me just obey. Spoken in mercy, I should just listen and obey. Because if I go and behave like Neymar, I'll be cut off from my blessing. So, beloved I think the prayer is God should help us. Not think like Neymar. God should help us not even if we don't have a full understanding you know let's carry that heart of obedience even when we don't understand so that we can get our healing so that we can get the blessing God wants to bless us so not be shut off because of the internal weakness you have we have Neyman was almost going to go away back with his letters all because he was angry at times we're angry with god at times we think oh why didn't god do this why did he do that why did he do that i don't understand don't worry don't obey him that's prayer so we i going to ask god to help us we can see, realize and be conscious of our internal weaknesses that can stop us from obeying God. That God should help us. Let's remain humble at all times. Let's realize that whatever we are doing is not us doing it, it's the Lord that is doing it through us. And you know oh, come on, yeah. he saw a good quality he listened he listened and that was literally what he did he had servants who could talk to put off him you know it's a dangerous thing for him to be surrounded by psychopaths people who only want to hear people who only want to hear um, things that will please them you know, they want people to is that when they are going wrong, he had servants when he was doing wrong, he had someone who said, um, Mr. Commander, you are doing the wrong thing, let's tell you the truth. And thank God he listened. I trust that the Lord will help us, that will not fall into this trap.
1: Hey, um, you often get uh, people that are saying they're waiting to hear from the Lord what they want him to do. Mm. You know, so they're waiting for their purpose or their, their calling or their ministry yeah. or whatever else is. And um, of course, the Bible's full of what our ministry is. You we know, minister reconciliation. We're here to spread the gospel and you know, share the good news. But, so I must admit, I got very confused as to what people were waiting for or what they were expecting when they they said, "Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the Lord wants me to do. And again, it's just, um, the Bible's pretty clear about what He wants us to do. You don't need a revelation from God to know what He wants us to do. Is, you know,
0: like you said, is this, is this, general assumption that if there's no melodrama then God hasn't spoken <laughs> you know just see this is sort of, go and watch it looks too simple and we see it again and again God has said specific infinite word but some people want to see a vision
2: some
0: people want to have one big dream they want to see a sign of heaven before they do what god has said word for each man and that's interesting you know people will believe like we said in this spectacular if god says something to his word now he doesn't want us to believe but people you know at times if you you have this mindset that oh if there is no stone God has also <laughs> When God was encountering Elijah on the mount, the Bible said there was wind. God was not there. There was an earthquake. God was not there. Fire. God was not there. The still small voice of His word came. And people, they, they always ignore that fast. They say, ah! It can't be God, it's too simple. When God comes, He comes with fire. You <laughs> see, totally wrong, Mr. Father. I pray that God will help us that we will be sensitive to the simplicity that is the Christ Jesus. That's the prayer. So, I'll stop here. Come and join Pastor George's Bible Study at 8 p.m.